If you've ever thought advertising on local radio was way out of your budget for your small business, well then this episode is perfect for you. Here we're following up with part two of my chat with Fiona Ledig, my highly talented and very experienced local regional radio rep. So if you haven't listened to episode 34 yet, I recommend you put that on the list next. Here we're diving into the ways you can maximize advertising on your local radio as part of a small business marketing strategy. Ready? Let's jump in. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and I'm still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans, and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. I think we all get stuck in that trap of, oh, it's just cheap, cheaper. It's cheaper if I do it. But that that comes at like, okay, well, what does your what is your time actually worth? Like if you were to sit down and time how long it took you to write out that ad or try to find that shortcut and then price that properly based on your skill set as a CEO. Even if you are a CEO of a three-person show, you're still a CEO with a skill set. So if you were to actually price that up, what does that look like in relation to paying someone to have these this audio advertising running on autopilot in the background. And I suppose thinking about it too in a modern context as well, stacking up radio against social media, I mean, I don't have the figures in front of me, but I feel like I can safely assume that the your potential customers' chances of hearing your ad if you're in a regional area are far higher than their chances of stumbling across your post on social media with how low organic reach is for people that aren't paying for Facebook ads. Yeah, I I look at that. I look at social media a lot and I tend to have a look at businesses followers because what we see, so if we if we're in in say you wanted to put an advertising campaign on Max 1073, we know um, from surveys that 86% of our of all people in our area listen to commercial radio. And if we're only one commercial radio entity in this area, that means there's a lot of ears out there. So when Mm -hmm. you compare those thousands of ears to maybe 700 followers, it's worth Mm -hmm. having you go. It's definitely worth having you go because, you know, you, you, you have the opportunity cost within your social media of you doing it all yourself. You could do one campaign on the radio, measure the performance of that campaign, and and it'll give you some indication of whether that's going to be a good market for you. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's thousands of potential listeners compared to followers. It's a, it's a it's a very interesting change. Whereas you see some business people might say, oh yes, but I've got you know thirty likes on that that post that I made that might have taken three hours whereas Mm -hmm. your radio advertising has been working all day maybe for you know a few hundred dollars a week a couple of hundred dollars a week and your reach is so much stronger 
that's it. Like your follower and even people that have opted in to follow you, their chances of seeing your stuff as they're scrolling through Facebook could be as little as 4%. And this is for people that have actually said yes to wow. wanting to follow you. So, but then, and then and that's, the, then that's the chances of them seeing it once. Um, and even then like 30 likes, how many of them are your mum, your dad, your boyfriend, your best friend, um, people that aren't actually likely to buy from yeah. you. So that's 30 people, but are all those 30 people potential customers? Whereas with radio, people could be listening to it and hearing that ad three, four, five times a day. Like I know my husband um, at their work, they're in the work trucks, yeah. they have the local radio on. Um, whenever you go into a local shop, especially the ones that are investing in radio, they have the radio on. So you constantly, and I would think that you probably have the same level of consciousness, even if not more, towards a social media post or listening to the radio in the background. But the fact is you're going to be hearing that radio ad or it's highly likely you'll hear that radio ad a lot more throughout your day than what you will see it in your feed. Yeah, I think so too. And one, one of the things that we think about too when, when it comes to the, the ads themselves is that we're not pretending, we're not, we're not placing a product in a post. We There's a distinction between the entertainment, then the advertising, then the entertainment. Mm. Um, so, so, you know, it's, it's a real, it's a, it's a truthful way of promoting a product. It, it's real. It's an ad. We know it's an ad. And we're not trying to convince listeners otherwise. So um, I think it all blends really well together throughout the day. Whereas if you're on your Instagram feed and you're sort of looking through, I find myself, if I can see that there's a post that's blatantly product placement in there, mm. then you've got to look down, you've got to look down at the little tags to see ad, you know, yes. it, I think it's sponsored post. kind yeah. of a little bit. I would imagine radio has that higher level with, of trust because, like you said, there are very clear delineations between, okay, this is a news segment, this is an interview, this is an entertainment segment, this is an ad. Like you as the listener are under no false pretenses as to what you're listening to at any given time. But I think what we've seen with the social media landscape is that those lines get very, very blurred. And I think most people are aware of that now, that what looks like news could be an ad, what looks like um, entertainment could be an ad. Like I think I think a lot of people are looking at social media now and almost assuming there's an ulterior motive behind a lot of the things they're seeing because I think we've seen that proven to be true a lot. On the, on the topic of being real, what would you say the value would be of having the small business owner come in and voice their own ad because something that I try to encourage my customers and clients to do when they're using social media to kind of combat this inauthenticity we see a lot is to get your face in your feed because it's almost like being able to have that initial hi how are you conversation but on scale so what do you think what's the value of small business owners sort of getting a bit of Dutch courage and then coming in and filming, like recording their own ad. We have a lot of, um, of our customers do do that. And, and it's, it's, it's a great thing. It's, it's just, a, it'll stand out a little bit more um, in terms of what the listeners are hearing. So if they're hearing um, and it goes to a connection that you might, might make with your potential customers. So um 
in traditional days, you know, you go into the furniture shop, you would speak to the um, manager of the furniture shop and you have a chat. Um, but now that a lot of people are buying things online, they're not actually getting that level of um, that that type of relationship with with the store managers and 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 the staff in there. So lots of things like that, voicing your own ads can um, help with that level of engagement and people getting to know you um, on a more personal basis. I mean, a lot of people shop online these days, and they're not really just. Um, they're not really having that engagement in store as they used to. So that all helps with that. And it also depends on what sort of business you have too, um, whether you're um, sending things out, um, how, how are people going to know you, like you and trust you. And mm -hmm. um, they've got to know you and they've got to like you and they've got to trust you. And if voicing your own radio commercial is going to help in that with that process, then I'm all for it. We have a lot of, a lot of our clients do and it always works really well for them and things like phone crosses they might um we might phone them in their business in the morning and have a chat to them about what's on sale what's happening during the day that sort of thing and that always works really well too yeah i think people should not be deterred by the fact that it's like oh i don't have a great oh i stumble and i mutter and you know no. i'm not great this sort of thing because like i have the same conversations with my clients about getting on doing quick videos on their social media and popping them on their website because it's like well the more polished you are i mean they can't they wouldn't expect every fish and chip <laughs> shop owner in the world to also be a polished news presenter like if anything that would probably be weird if you were really 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 good at presenting as if you're a professional as well as running your fish and chip shop so the fact that you're a real human it just it's yeah. just going to make you more relatable um, especially in so, small business when so many of them are still at the coalface of their business like even though they own the business quite often given because of the size of the business they're also still the ones delivering the product delivering the service serving the customers so they're still and that's why i really like working with this market they're still really connected to the experience they want to create they're so invested in what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis. Any assistance with marketing their product to the broader community, any way that they can get some help with that has got to be good. So, mm. um, you know, when it comes to um, getting their ads written, working out a strategy about when those ads might go on the radio or on the TV, um, you know, working out your strategy, planning, planning it and implementing, you know, there's a hell of a lot of work in the implementation process. So you have the thought, um, then you have to decide what media you're going to use. So let's, because we're radio, we'll say it's radio. There's, as you know, Meredith, there's a lot that goes into actually creating the final audio ad. Mm. And you know, there's no way that anybody wants to be doing that themselves. So, you know, we have to come up with a creative brief. We've got to, uh, we have copywriters here that actually write the script for you. They will run that script back to you. Then you might change it. Then we'll get it back. That could happen three or four times. Make sure that your spots are going to be where they need to be. It's not really a, a, a type of advertising that you would really want to be too hands-on with yourself except for the part where we talk about the product and how we can engage the listeners with, with your product. So I think in terms of time and bang for buck, you're going to get a great campaign 
as a small business compared with spending hours trying to organise a social media campaign. I think you could have a fantastic radio campaign, which is going to have recency, frequency and potency. Then you can pop a few posts into your um, social media at the same time and you're going to have two levels of advertising running rather than just one. Yeah, and I wouldn't want anyone to hear all that and go, wow, that seems like a lot of work. It's more about like think how much expertise and service and diligence you're going to be getting for this investment. But with everything that you guys do, it allows the business owner to just focus on what they do best. It's like you just tell us what it like, you know, what it is that you're promoting and why it's important to the people who should be buying it. And we will take care of all the rest to make sure that we're maximizing this medium in your best interest. If you can get your internal planning right, and if you can sort of have a bit of a calendar set up where you kind of know, all right, we promote this around Mother's Day, we promote this around this time of the year, or this is seasonal. If you can organize yourself to even like a basic extent in that way, and then loop your local radio rep in, you're quite good at going in and going, oh, so we've got to update your radio for this month. I just went to your website, saw this is coming up for you. Would you like me to make an ad out of this? There are ways you can loop these service providers in that it makes it makes it easier for them to do good work for you. That's right. And then what happens is that you free up so much time in your own business without having to worry that, oh, I'm going to miss that Mother's Day campaign. I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. to miss um you know, whatever it is that's coming up within your business and, you know, it gets that that potential um, marketing opportunity for you goes by because you haven't had time even to think about it. So we're always thinking about those key times of the year that we know um, things are happening national, nationally, regionally. Um, we're aware we see so many businesses hundreds of businesses a month we kind of get a feel for what's going on around in the community and any time that we can help businesses we will um, because we understand how busy they are because we're in their businesses or we're on the phone to them or in their emails constantly so we try to alleviate a lot of pressure you know No matter how much or how little you're investing in your regional small business marketing and no matter what platforms you're showing up on, a website is a critical part of any successful strategy. Why? Well, on social media, you're competing with notifications, tags and cat videos, right? If customers are listening to the radio or a podcast, they need something to Google when your ad catches their interest. And if they get a friendly referral to a product or service that's just right for them, They need to be able to find out more, make an appointment, jump on your newsletter list, or maybe take advantage of an offer. A website can act as a 24-7 salesperson for your small business. Want to know more? Head over to my website, meredithpage.me, see what I did there, and book a free 20-minute chat so we can talk about what kind of website your regional and rural small business needs. That's M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H. P-A-I-G-E dot M for marketing, E for expert. And I'll see you in our 20-minute chat. I think a lot of people get so stressed about um, thinking about their advertising that that it just falls by the wayside because they think, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. I think it's going to be too expensive. That's getting back to the misconceptions. That's one of the big misconceptions that it's going to be so expensive. And I think people would be very surprised how affordable it really is. Mm. And um, 
you know, oh, I'm just going to have to do all this work for it. And really, you don't. You would find that you would spend much less time getting a uh, radio advertising campaign together than you would a, a social media campaign. I would think anyway. Especially when you think about the time you have to tip into getting that up and running, to creating the visual, to making sure you've got it, it's sending out to the right audience. Like there's so many moving parts involved in making a single piece of advertising work that if you can just leverage a team who they all know the role they play in that process and they've done it over and over again, like it almost makes, it makes sense to just do it and leave it to the professionals, you know. Yeah, and we, you know, we see radio advertising as theatre of the mind. So we're always wanting to think about what the listeners are hearing, what kind of um, emotion we want to portray within that advertising. Uh, We want it to be memorable. Um, We want um, it to be entertaining to to a degree. Um, We don't see it as actual entertainment because it's the advertising component of, of our business but it all has to flow through the day. It all has to sound sound good, you know, from 6am till midnight every day. I think um, you also make an interesting point there about it having to sound good from like drive time in the morning till midnight because I think in another trap I see a lot of people going down the DIY route for their advertising is they forget that they have to treat almost each piece of advertising as if it's the first piece of marketing material a potential customer stumbled across. Like I think we get so caught up in our business bubble that we forget to state the obvious because we assume that everybody knows as much about our business as ours. So I think radio is really a good training tool like that too in that you do automatically treat each radio ad as if it's the first ad anyone's hearing for the first time. It could actually really be that too because, you know, there's there's um, potential customers coming in and out of the market all the time. They could be driving through from Sydney. They could have just relocated here. Um, you know, there's the, the chance that someone will be hearing your message for the first time. I feel like there's a nice bit of crossover with what you guys do in radio and what I do with websites because, I mean, it's it's obviously not, thinking about safely driving like if you've got a real if you've got a, a website that people can sort of sort of mentally log away the name of your business and then when they're next pulled over they're back at home they can jump on google and find you and then take action on your website when you're sort of doing call to action campaigns with your customers do you encourage them to have something to send people to if they if they're ready to take action but they might have heard their ad outside business hours 100 percent because Back, back in the day, we used to always have to have a business's phone number in the advertising. So we would have to say, you know, because that would be the only way that a listener could connect with the business. So we would even have listeners ring up, oh, I missed that phone. I missed the phone number. Can you just tell me what the phone number is? Now what we encourage is for people just to put their website in there. That is the most important thing because if you have a good website you can just mention the name of your business at least three times in your ad then go to that website because quite often it's much easier for people to remember a website than a phone number and it's been so life-changing for us now that we don't have to I mean we still have businesses want to have phone numbers in their ads but considering a radio advertising a 30 second radio ad has about 87 words and if you want to put a phone number in there that's got about six or seven numbers in it that's six or seven words that 
are taken from your um, campaign just to put your phone number in and you couldn't just put it in once you'd have to put it in two or three times to make it work so website is crucial yeah and and it's they they know you they like you and they trust you so mm. you've got all of those things covered already the other thing with websites is that it portrays confidence so mm. if you're if you're hearing an ad or seeing an, an ad somewhere then you hop on, oh, I want to have a look at that. I'm interested in that product. You go and try and find their website and there's nothing there or it's outdated or it's boring. I think a really well-designed website is all about confidence and the confidence that potential customers will have in you. Yeah, it so, all speaks to legitimacy too. And the thing is, well-designed yes. websites can can carry on that that emotive theme that you, you touched upon when you're writing the ad. Like, again, if, you, if you're the sort of business owner that really knows the emotions you want to create in your customers, really understands the emotions that the experience you create generates, that can easily translate onto your website. And so they, they kind of feel like they're following the same, same story right through to your contact page. Like the feeling's the same, the words are the same. They're feeling like you understand them the whole way through from that first ad they've listened to right through to landing on your website? The, I think the websites need to do a fair bit of the heavy lifting in terms of um, providing a lot more information to a customer about, you know, as you said, the products and services that are available. We we only have 30, 30 seconds to convey the feelings and get the get right to the nitty-gritty of what needs to be said. And then all of that can flow through to the website where people can see all the visual they can they might it might be interactive where you can make a booking see the menu um buy some product all of those sort of things they can go straight to the website and do those sort of things so if someone wanted to look at getting started with um local radio for their advertising what kind of things can they do to like maximize that investment i think they need to have um a plan about who they want to engage first so they need to think about okay so um let's say you're selling footwear okay so it's going to be a winter footwear campaign then you think about who your potential customers are going to be buying those shoes then you come to the the radio station and say hey you know we're we're doing this can you put together a brief for me can you write us you know we'll write you an ad um, and you just need to start the process, really. Thank you so much for for sharing all that about radio. I feel like I feel like we're in a day and age now where social media, I think, was king for a few years there. That, but I think I know for me, I'm trying to encourage my customers to start spreading their eggs across multiple baskets because I've seen a lot of like last minute algorithm changes or changes to how people can engage. A lot of those things have you know, had significant impacts on businesses when they've become too reliant on them. Radio, especially in regional areas, especially where you've got a lot of geographic relevance to your customers, I think radio is definitely something, a spoke in the wheel you want to have that can just be running on autopilot behind your business. Um, Fiona, if anyone in like sort of the mid-coast area has heard enough, seen enough and would love to work with you, how can they get in touch with you and get started? Oh, that would be fantastic. So we actually have a link on our webpage, max1073.com.au, and you can register your in 
interest, if you just fill in that form, then um, we will come back to you and, and have a chat. We'll come back to them and have a chat to them about what they might might need. We're really here to help small business and that's really what we love to do. We love getting out there and chatting to small businesses. So if we can help in any way, um, that's what we're here for. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Thanks, guys. See you next time.